Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash W-A-N-T-P-O-W-E-R. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 164. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Well, hello there, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. So happy to have you with me here today. I want to also welcome you if you're new to the podcast, then this is going to be a good one. We're going to dive in. We're going to be talking about religion today. And this is going to be applicable to anybody who has a belief system. And also if your belief system includes you not believing that there is a higher power. So this isn't just like only if you have religion in your life, is this going to be useful? We're going to be talking about how coaching and religion mesh together and also how some people who are not religious believe that coaching does have some religious undertones to it. So the generally the people who are religious feel like coaching isn't religious enough. And some people who are not religious feel like coaching is too religious. So we're going to be talking about all of that. And this is a really exciting episode for me. I've been thinking about it for a long time, actually. And just wanted to get more information from some of my clients or other people with different religious backgrounds and different belief systems before I dug in, because certainly the way that I believe is my own personal belief system. And I kind of felt like it wasn't on its own really that relevant to you, my listener. (laughs) It was kind of like, yeah, I can tell you what I believe, but how is that relevant to you? And I also know that lots and lots of people don't believe the way I believe. And so I actually went to my clients and I asked those of the those who had done a lot of work on figuring out how to align 
coaching with their religious beliefs and how they had done all that work to share with me some of that work that they had done and how they'd put it all together for themselves. And then I also collected some of the questions that my clients have been asking recently about religion and the religious nature possibly of things, how people see things and the questions that they have. And I want to address a lot of those today for you. So it's gonna be great. Okay, so the big question that I get is how you mesh your religious beliefs with the coaching tools that I teach you here, right? So it can seem like they're misaligned philosophically, like it's just like you've got this one part of your life, that's your religion. And you've got this other part of your life that's coaching. And how do you fit those together? Or do they even fit together? That's the question. So here's the thing with religion, and we're not just going to be talking about a specific religion today. It turns out that most of the clients that I have who had been doing a lot of the work on this happened to be Christians, they were the ones who spoke up about it. So I might discuss it in that framework a little bit more, but it certainly applies to everybody in all religions, no matter what you believe. And so the thing that you have to understand about religion is that religion is a set of beliefs, right? And we know it's beliefs and it's not facts because that's what faith is. Like faith is required in a religion. That means that you believe it without always having the full evidence in front of you. And so it's a collection of beliefs that you have. And what we know our beliefs are, are thoughts that we've thought so many times that we believe them. Now, for many of us, if we grew up in a certain religion, we were taught these beliefs We were told to believe them as a child, and we've continued on believing them. Now, that's not the case for everybody. Some people find religion later in life, or they convert to a different religion. And so then they decide at that point to change their their beliefs and their thoughts about it. So the way that I approach religion in terms of a coaching model is in a very simple way. So I think what really gets in the way for a lot of people on this is they start making it very complicated in their brains, and they start confusing themselves. And it starts turning into a a kind of a big thing. (laughs) And I want to offer to you that it actually is super, super simple. And that is by asking yourself, what is the result of me believing and thinking these thoughts? Okay, so that is where the thought model comes in. Now, if you're brand new, and you don't know what the thought model is, I teach it in depth in the first couple episodes of this podcast. So you might want to just hit pause and go and listen to those. so You know what I'm talking about. But just as a quick review, there's five components of the thought model. There's the circumstance that we start with that is the neutral facts, what everybody agrees on that goes on the C line there, then we have thoughts and our thoughts are about the circumstance. These are things that we create when two neurons in you know our brain put something together they they have an electrical connection and we have a thought so we have thoughts our thoughts create our feelings that's the third line our feelings drive our actions what we do what we don't do how we act how we react and then our actions create our results and our results are always proof or evidence of that original thought so if you have a thought that's a religious thought what is the result of you thinking that, of you believing that. So what that means is you take that thought that you have about religion. I mean, the circumstance can just be religion. Like, you know, I'm Lutheran and that is, (laughs) I was raised in a Lutheran church or something. That's a neutral fact. And you can have a thought like, I believe, blah, blah, blah. And then you ask yourself, when I think the thought, I believe X, Y, Z, how do I feel? What is the emotion that I experience when I think that thought? 
And then you ask yourself what you do when you are feeling that feeling. And then what is a result of doing those things? And so it's really, really simple. The way I look at all of this is that you get to decide what you choose to believe. You get to look at at it again and again. You don't have to continue to believe things that aren't serving you. In fact, there are certain beliefs that I had that were kind of taught to me when I was growing up and thought I should think these things, I should believe these things, but I just didn't. And that conflict actually created a, a negative result for me. It made me want to distance myself from religion. And when I really got to the place where I got very clear on what it is that I believe, and I just don't even worry about changing that anymore because I chose those beliefs and I just know that I don't need any more than what I have in that, that very, very small belief system. I always joke, I'm like, I've got a kinder, kindergartner's level of religious belief. <laughs> That's why I didn't really want to come on here and talk about my belief. I know a lot of you would be like, listen, girl. <laughs> but it works for me. I like the results that I get from it. I feel very peaceful, very content. It feels very, very good for me. And I don't have a lot of conflict internally. I create what I want in my life because of it. The results that I get out of it are very positive. So I know that works for me. But if you have a, a belief, right, you put on that thought line, I believe XYZ something. And the feeling that you have in regards to that is anxiety, feeling unsettled, feeling uneasy, feeling like you're wrong. There's something wrong with you, right? Like there's, if you feel damaged, something like that, your actions <laughs> are generally not going to be something that is going to serve you. And then the result, of course, will be something negative for you. And so you can decide that you think that belief is true, but what purpose does it serve? I think the purpose of religion in our lives is to enhance our lives. It's not the, the reason we have religion is not to make ourselves feel bad or to beat ourselves up for our whole lives, that somehow we are going to be paid off in the future, you know, positively when we're dead or whatever happens, if there's an afterlife or something like that, because of how negative we felt throughout our lives. I just don't think that it works that way. But I also agree that I could be completely wrong about all of it, right? Like there are other people in other religions who are going to be like, you're totally wrong. That's not true at all. This is what this is the actual truth. And maybe I am wrong, but I do know that while I'm alive and I'm here and it's not possible for me to know whether I'm right or wrong, I can believe whatever I want to believe. And I want to choose to believe things that produce a positive result for me in my life that help me to be the best version of a human being that I can possibly be. That feels very right to me. And it feels like I'm pretty sure that if there's a higher power, whatever it is, whatever name you want to give to it, like, I don't think that that would be a bad thing. I think it all comes together as a positive way of approaching your life. So this is really the question, what do you believe? And what are the results of those beliefs? And once you know what the results are, do you want to choose to continue to believe them? I personally believe that whatever higher power you may, whatever you call any higher power that you might believe in, we'll just say God, just because easy to, to say, I believe that God believes 
that all of us are whole and perfect and worthy exactly as we are, warts and all with all of our sins and all of that. That's that unconditional love that is offered by God. But we do not approach ourselves from that place. We don't agree with him so often, right? We think that there's something wrong with us. We think that we're not worthy. We think that our imperfections are intolerable. And what I think coaching can help you to do is to see what God sees in you. Basically, get your thoughts to a place where you agree with what God believes in you. So I think that if you believe in a religious framework of some sort, all you're doing when you're working on your thinking is working on agreeing with what that higher power thinks about you. I have clients then who offered that they used to have a lot of thoughts about themselves within their religion, that they would really struggle with feeling like a fraud, in particular, somebody who converted to Judaism, and she felt like she was a fraud, then she kept trying to prove that she was Jewish, and then like do things to try to prove that and then would feel super anxious when she was trying to do those things. And by changing her thinking, she has changed her identity, she now feels 100% Jewish all of the time, she doesn't feel like she has something to prove. Like she is 100% worthy and there and whole completely, right? Another client was sharing that she used to feel very judged by the members of her congregation. And she, so she really struggled within that, which a lot of us struggle too, right? Because we have a whole bunch of humans all together. And <laughs> that's just always a recipe for drama, right? And so what I think you can definitely do is you can explore your faith more openly when you are able to choose your beliefs because they serve you, right? So you feel judged by members of your congregation for who you are. You get to decide how you want to think about that, how you want to think about yourself, how you want to think about them, and how you want to think about what the church is teaching. You get to decide that this is what's true because the result of believing that is what serves you and not because you're supposed to or you were told to believe or think in a certain way. Right. I do want to share this one Bible verse that one of my clients had said that really helped her as she was figuring out some of this work and figuring out how to mesh everything together. And it's from Romans 2.12. And it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. And she just said that this helped her so much because she really was transforming her mind by choosing her thoughts and that this helped so much. And other clients as well talked about how they felt such a transformation. And so there's even Bible passages, if you look, that support doing this work. Along the same lines of believing that it's worthwhile to think about yourself in the way that God thinks about you, Christians believe that God gives mercy and forgiveness and grace, even when you do the wrong thing, which of course, you're going to do all the time because you're human. And I think a really interesting way to think about that is if God can offer me that grace and mercy and forgiveness, who am I to not offer it to myself, to not offer love to myself, to not forgive myself when I make mistakes? to not offer myself grace. And that is exactly what I see in my clients. And of course, it was in me as well, being so hard on myself, beating myself up so much, being so angry with myself for just chewing up some food and swallowing it, 
who cares? Being so angry at myself that my body was a certain size or my clothes were too tight. Like none of that even matters, right? When my clients know this, because I tell them all the time, when you can offer yourself love and forgiveness and mercy and grace, then you can start offering it to others as well. And that just completely changes your whole entire life for the better. What I think is helpful is if you have a religious framework in your life, you you know, maybe you're like, I don't even know what it's like to be unconditionally loved by someone like how would I do that for myself? Well, if you believe in a God that loves you unconditionally, then you can look to your religious beliefs as an example of how you can start offering that to yourself right? Offering yourself that kind of godly love. Okay, now let's start talking a little bit more about the struggles that I hear people talking about. And this comes down to what some of my clients have struggled with. And, and I've struggled with some of this as well. So I'll have some some thoughts even personally as well. So a lot of people believe that the main core beliefs or tenets of their religion are facts, right? So then they don't know where to put those in the model, because not everyone agrees with it, right? So we would say you could put a fact on the circumstance line, but it's only a circumstance if everybody would agree. So for instance, in Christianity, a belief could be that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Not everybody believes that. In fact, tons of people don't. And so then we can't put that on the circumstance line. But people who are have been raised with that belief are like, yeah, but that doesn't seem right to put that on the thought line, because it's true. Like some people call that like an absolute truth. And believe that the model kind of doesn't allow for that, right? Because they believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, like it just is the truth. But here's what I think is so interesting is even that, like, I believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God is something to put in the model as a thought to see what the result is. Maybe the result of that is amazing. And you just feel like so connected. And then your actions are a Bible study and taking everything you can out of the Bible and helping you to live a better life. And that result's amazing for you. Great. That is fabulous. But what I usually find is that the people who are really struggling with like, you know, the truth with a capital T truth, like this is the truth, like I know what's right and other people don't agree with me. Eh, Sorry, but you're wrong. They end up ultimately using this in a way to be negative toward themselves. Like often they end up with a result that doesn't actually serve them. And so that may or may not be the case for you, but I really want to encourage you to explore it and to figure out what the result is, okay? Because whatever your thought is, it's always going to end up in that in that result line for yourself. It's just a question of, is it a positive result for you or is it a result that maybe isn't quite as good as you thought it would be? And I don't know what the answer is to that, but I think that one of the best things about being an an adult and being, you know, a person with a brain who has free will that a lot of people believe is God given, but regardless, <laughs> whether you do or you don't, you can take the time that's required to look through what it is that you're thinking and believing and redecide whether it's something that serves you and moves you forward. I just think that when religion is supporting you in a very positive way, then what you're getting out of that is so many amazing effects, right? You're taking actions that are potentially making a big difference in other people's lives. You're serving others. Some of my clients talked about how they really believe that the work that they do as a physician is religious based. They feel very, very connected. So, I mean, here's the thing. If you hate your job right now, like 
that wouldn't be very godly, right? Like a great way to serve people and come from a religious place is to actually love your job, love your patients and do an amazing, you know, level of quality of care for them. So, so I just think that being willing to readdress all of it is very good. Now, if you're coming from maybe a more conservative background where they say that anybody who even suggests that you rethink anything is, you know, (laughs) that's words from the devil, that's the enemy, like things like that. I mean, you can decide if you want to agree with that or not. I think that it's so it's oh, gosh, it's so amazing when you think like, do I still believe that? And you go, yes, I do. And I love believing it because of all these amazing results that I get in my life. Like how much more connected to your religion can you feel than that? But when you won't even let yourself go to that place, you're just keeping yourself stuck. You're, what has happened is other people have offered you their thoughts and told you that it's true and then you've agreed with them. But it's also good for you to just rethink it yourself and decide, is this also what I want to continue to believe in? Now, some people struggle with believing that coaching is too self-focused, right? That you're focusing on yourself too much and you shouldn't be focusing on yourself too much. And so one of my clients was was sharing about how she's worked through that. And she was basically saying that the way she worked through it is by realizing that God made her exactly as she is and God made her brain as well. And so therefore she can trust that her brain has the answers she seeks because God made her brain, right? So if God is guiding her thoughts, then she can trust in her thoughts and doing the thought work and that she's going to get the answers that she wants, or she's going to be guided in a positive way. So spending time thinking about yourself doesn't have to mean at all that you are being selfish or anything like that. In fact, I've done a podcast on this before about how actually working on yourself is the least selfish thing that you can possibly do. In fact, you are able to serve others so much better when you take the time to get yourself straightened out first. Okay, so then let's now talk about whether coaching is religious. So this is the the flip side of that. So I've had clients say, and honestly, I kind of struggled with this a little bit too. Do we have to believe in predetermination or God having a plan? And where this this often comes up is when we use the the Byron Katie phrase, well, that was always going to happen. And how do we know that? It Because it did happen. And so I believe that I talked about this on a prior podcast uh, a long time ago when I talked about when my daughter died. I really struggled with this a lot as well. Many people offered to us that it was God's plan that she would die. I just personally don't agree with that. I just personally don't think that God's plan is for babies to be killed. Like, I just don't believe that. It just doesn't work for me, right? And so the reason I know it doesn't work for me is because the result that I get when I think that is not a positive one for me. So I decided to let that one go, right? But where many clients will get stuck is they'll be resisting something that happened in the past. And then the coaching will be, well, it was always going to happen that way. And we we know that nothing went wrong because it happened that way. And so people who aren't religious will really struggle with this. They'll say, well, I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. Here's the thing. I actually agree with you personally. Now, a lot of people do. Many, many people believe that everything is part of God's plan, that everything is predetermined, and it's all happening for a reason. I personally don't, but I 
really find so much peace when I recognize that however something happened was how it was supposed to happen. And for me, there's no religion involved in that at all. So if you are not a religious person, if you don't have religious beliefs, or it's not a part of your life, that you can just drop all of that, that whole part of it, it's not that at all. And some people have even said, well, why does something that's happened have to be good or bad? Like, how about it just is? And I 100% agree. Like Byron Katie wrote the book, Loving What Is, and that's where this phrase comes from. She doesn't do anything that's that's religious at all. So it's not religious-based at all. But when I first was offered that my daughter was always going to die, and how do we know that? Because she did. I had a lot of resistance to that. So I completely understand it when people struggle with this. I was just like, mm, no, like just it, it didn't land. But over the course of time, the what I realized is that I was really resisting that she had died. I was thinking that it shouldn't have happened. And that's not really up to us to decide whether something should or shouldn't happen. Because things just happen. And then we get to decide what we want to think about it. Now, we can decide that it shouldn't have happened. But all that creates for us is resistance and a lot of negative pushback, a lot of negative emotions, because we're resisting what happened instead of dropping all of that and moving forward. So in a religious kind of situation, often people will be able to drop that resistance by saying, well, it must have been part of God's plan, right? This is, I don't have to understand it. God knows God has it all figured out for me. I don't have to worry about it. So in that framework, that can bring a lot of peace to people who have religious beliefs. But for people who don't have a lot of religious beliefs or any religious beliefs, they're just like, wait, hold on a second. But really what it all boils down to is dropping the resistance and thinking that things should be different than they are. Like there's, it's just life is happening. And when we think that we have a lot of control over it, and then things happen in the way that they do, and we realize we don't have control that can make us feel very, very uneasy and very uncomfortable. And so that's where people who are religious will offer that the control lies in God's hands. Like we think we have the control or we like to believe that we have the control. Well, if we don't have the control, then God has the control. And if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in that kind of a religious influence, then what do you what what do you believe? Well, you just have to go to like, I live in a in a world that's outside of my control. Like most things, the vast majority of things in my life and things that happen to me are outside of my control. And then the work is becoming content and peaceful in that lack of control. So there's no God or religion or anything that has to factor into that at all. So you can believe that everything happens for a reason. And if the result of that belief is really positive for you, then awesome. Often after my daughter died and people offered me that, I kind of was a little jealous of them. Gosh, I wish that I could believe that. I wish that felt true to me because it felt like it would just bring some peace automatically, but it didn't feel right to me. And so in essence, I was exchanging their offer to feel better for more discomfort and pain because it just didn't. It didn't create a result that felt good to me. And I had to get to a different place with it. So for instance, just using the example of my daughter passing away, now I can believe, I mean, we're close to 10 years out now of since that happened, which is crazy to think about. But I can think like, okay, well, she was always going to die because she did. It was always going to happen that way. I just didn't know. That whole time, I believed that she was going to make it. She was going to be fine. She was going to live. Everything was going to be okay. And I was just wrong. I just didn't know. 
right? So I felt like just because I believed it, that it would be true. But as we know, I mean, gosh, we could give a million examples of how that's really not the case. We don't have that control that we have. So often when we're feeling like coaching has that religious undertone, it's just because some people will take religious beliefs and use those as a way to explain something, but that's not required at all. So in my mind, coaching is completely secular and you can enmesh it with religion if that's something that serves you positively. And if it's just not something that you want involved in your life at all, or it doesn't work for you, then you can completely keep it separate as well. So I hope that that's been helpful for you. I think that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And then they, a lot of them really feel uncomfortable asking, like it feels sort of like, mm, should I even say anything? And I think it's such a, a great thing to look at. Because I think that, again, we think that way more of what we are believing, like what we think are facts, we, we think that so many of the things that we think are true are facts. But really, what's true is that most of it are thoughts, their beliefs and beliefs are thoughts, they just are. And so I just, gosh, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> I will close it up here because we're well past time here. But I just think that it's something to open your mind to. And it's always a good idea to re-examine what you're believing and whether it's serving you and whether it's something you want to continue believing. So like I said, this is something that I work with my clients on all the time. And if this is something that you've also struggled with, or you've been thinking like, I don't know if coaching is for me, because I'm just not sure about this whole religion aspect to it, then I hope that this has helped you for sure, whether you're religious or not, coaching can be helpful. It's really up to you whether it's something that you want to include or not. All right, have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye bye. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to katrinaubelmd.com and click on free resources.